How's it going, guys? Welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. I'm Alex Whiteley, and today we're coming to you from the, the opener for the Bellevue Arts Festival. It's uh, Let's Celebrate, and I am stood the other side of the Greyfriars Bridge, uh, looking at Stop Cafe, and uh, around me there are stalls, uh, there's a band tuning in, um, you can hear in the background there, so I'll try and get a uh, chat to them. I'm going to speak to some of the organisers and some of the people that are around here notable uh, there's uh, the rickshaws that are about there people can get free rides up and down um, and you know the Bellevue Arts Festival um, is a very special thing to me obviously uh, when the Shoes Biscuit f- first began um, we did uh, we did the Bellevue Arts Festival we did the Open Gardens and it was one of the nicest days I, I remember actually with the biscuit um, we got to go around people's gardens got off tea and got to speak to some of the locals it was just really nice to to sort of step out and be part of the community and welcomed by the community. And the Bellevue Arts Festival does that in a way that creates, it encourages people to go out and be creative. Uh, if you're from the Colum or Bellevue area, you may have taken part in the, the Scarecrow competition they do every year. There's a different theme and some people get really creative with it, some people don't, but it's a lot of fun and that's the most, that's the most important thing. Um, so we're gonna take a wander around. I wanna speak to this band before they sort of start because I'm not going to walk up to a band and shove a mic in their face whilst they're playing. Um, so we'll, we'll get a, a chat with them. And um, if you're part of the Bellevue Arts Festival, if you've helped put this together, uh, you know, a, uh, an event that brings the community together, then well done. And um, hopefully, uh, is it, I mean, this, this runs for like a few weeks. You know, it's not just a now. It happens today. It runs for the whole. So I'm going to rush this to get this out for, um, for the Monday. And... Um, if you're listening to this under release you are in the midst of the Bellevue Arts Festival so I, I encourage you to go to the website which is bellevuearts.festival.co.uk and take a look at the the great events that are taking place throughout the uh, the month and uh, you know get out and support your community take a look at what's going on around you because uh, there's lots of local artists and lots of local community members that have all got involved to make this thing special so yes let's go find some people to speak to so, hello, I'm Alex from the Shoes Biscuit podcast. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm, I'm Trevor Jones. I'm Trevor Jones from yes. the Shoesby Heritage Society, Railway Society, yeah. Okay, and uh, we were just talking about the uh, the Abbey Foregate station, which uh, some people may have noticed recently has been uh, fashioned to look like the old station, right? It is the old station. Yes? Yes, definitely is part of it. Right? Yeah. I'm sure I've got some photographs, but... It's really, it's really important to preserve this this heritage yes. and this history, right? Oh yes, right? it was a line that went from Shrewsbury to Lanham Monarch. Amazing. Yeah, I heard. Um, I've heard. Obviously, I'm part of for the love of Shrewsbury yeah. and lots of other pages as well. That it was a, a railway that was put together and held together by the community, right? Very much like uh, funded by the local community, not by the government. Is that true? Is that is it like? Well, 1866, it was built. Yes. And it was built by Samuel France. Yeah. Yeah. He's a in today's money, he would be a billionaire. Ah, like a Bruce Wayne type. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he built the railway, and and that, and he had a big house up Abbey Foregate, a bit further up. Ah. And uh, it's called Monklands. Yeah. And uh, he built it, and then I don't know what happened, what happened to him in the end. He, he went. Well, it, the receivers were called in, but oh. <laughs> by 1886, just uh, the railway was more or less in a, a state of run yeah. down and they had a few accidents as well the board, board of trade closed it down eventually uh, and then Colonel Stevens came about in 1911 yeah. 
to uh, take it over. He was taking all second-hand railways all around the country and running them as cheap as possible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That survived until about then, then in 1941, the British Army took it over. Yeah. And uh, that was all along the line at uh, Ford, Kinley, uh, Nescliffe and that, and uh, Corwin, was ammunition dumps. Oh, OK. And the railway was used to transport all that about and also to train engineers on the railway as well. Ah. Train engine drivers and engineers to work on railways. I have a clue why that... But the British Army, these people were. Yeah. And it was, it, there's, there's still presence of the British Army there now. And, you know, you, you can go through Abbey Fortgate around there and you wouldn't realise, yeah. you know, now that there was a train line that ran right that close to the Abbey and, you yeah. know... And so it's really important to, like you said, preserve this this this, oh, yeah. uh, this it's, it's history. It's history shoes, yes. Um, and you know, I'm a big advocate for uh, for that, yeah. which is why I've been making um, a lot of. I mean, I just did an interview with Stan Sedman, Phil Gillam, and uh, and Andy Dawson just yesterday, talking about the heritage and the history of Shrewsbury. What makes this place so desirable yeah. and unique? And it's, it's history like this that yeah. that is really important. Yeah. Um, and you know, the Bellevue Arts Festival. Uh, I just did an intro there, talking about how how important things like this are because it kind of glues the community yes, together. Yes, it does, yeah. It's great to get, get the community to know what's going on as well around, this, around the town and that. Yeah. yeah. Do you get any uh, young whippersnappers getting interested in this? Oh, a lot of... Some of them come down and a lot of things. And, uh, ah, we got like we a... Try to, we try to help people. Ah, uh, look, there's a colouring... In... a colouring book. On a colouring sheet. And we're starting to walk out. Amazing, so... That's we... Gazelle. And it would run on the the, the Shropshire Montgomery line from Shrewsbury to Lanham Monarch. Ah, so we're just giving out a colouring page for a girl with yeah. a train, an actual train that was by. Yeah. Well, listen, I've really enjoyed chatting to yeah. you guys. We're just and trying to get the kids interested by getting the colouring. Absolutely. Yeah. Generation to keep it going, basically. Yeah. Well, that's it, isn't it? Because yeah. like, even me, I'm 35 years old, and I wasn't around when this was, was yeah. this was a thing. Yeah. So I, you know, it's good to pass on the torch, isn't it? Yeah. So well done to you guys for doing yeah. that. Okay. Well, thank you very thank much for chatting to me, gents. Have a great day. Thank you. So I'll introduce myself. I'm Alex from the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. Ah, uh, I can see that from your T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're with, with you're with Bill, who yeah. I know, and Maggie's been on the show a few times. Yeah. Uh, how are you, Bill? You good? Huh? How are you? You good? I'm good, thank you. Yeah. That's that was him on the harmonica. Sounded beautiful. Do you guys go a band? You got a band name or? Well, well, what should we call it, Bill? The uh, Bill McKay Blues Band. No. <laughs> <laughs> then if it all goes wrong, I'm all right. You see. <laughs> Put his name on it. Lost in space. Lost right, in space. Um, uh, uh, do you get involved with the Bellevue Arts Festival? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been involved with it for years. I, I started off doing the uh, open gardens, and then the scarecrows, and Is then it, the yeah. music, and. I've mentioned it a few times because um, I'm not from Shrewsbury, uh, but when I when I first moved here and started doing the Shrewsbury Biscuit, it was the Bellevue Arts Festival and Open Gardens that made me feel part of the community because I, yeah. I took my microphone and I went and sat in people's gardens and yeah. they bought me drinks and cake and stuff and I got to know the community, physically know the community, yeah. and it was really nice, it was very yeah. warm, and, and that's that's what this festival does. Yeah. It brings it's, the community it, together. It's brilliant like that, and uh, you get to meet people that are in your neighbourhood come around the gardens yeah. you've never met before yeah. they only live like two streets down and they, you know, yeah. so it's wonderful like that we were, we were in Bellevue um, in Bestford Square and uh, we've moved away now 
in Sutton Grange. Oh, but weirdly, oh, I know. Gone up town, eh? Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> All the way out of town. On, uh, but it's, it's, I still feel part of this community. Eleven o'clock. I still see people from that open gardens thing yeah. that I recognise and they wave to me and stuff. It's very nice. Um, so what are you guys going to be singing today? Oh, we just do a little set of blues, you know, uh, yeah. things like Route 66 and what, Keys uh, to the Highway and all the these old, old standards. blues standards, you know. Lift the spirit, lift <laughs> you know, the heart. My woman left me smile. and I'm so blue, that sort of thing. <laughs> and then he'll sort of bend and a few reeds. going to help as well. He's, the man. He's on second. Don't want to miss this guy. <laughs> well, you, uh, this is the uh, this is the the music you guys are going to be hearing in the background while I'm doing some of these interviews. So I thought I'd speak to you guys before right. you stroke up and, and start playing because I wasn't going to walk up to you mid mid song and be like, "Yo, can I get an interview for the music?" <laughs> it's not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I hope you have a have a great day. Okay. And thank you for filling the air with music today. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hello, how's it going? I'm Alex from the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. Would you like you guys like to introduce yourselves to the show? Okay, I'm Audrey Menhinnig and I'm chairman of the Shropshire Way Association. Amazing, and yourself? I'm Amanda Hartley-Newton and I'm a trustee of the Shropshire Way Association and also a walk leader for Shrewsbury Ramblers, as is Audrey. And Amanda does the publicity for us. Well, you guys look great, uh, yes. you really do. She set out this wonderful display here. I love, I love the logo, it's really fantastic. What is the Shropshire Way? We've got listeners all around the world um, that do listen to people, um, the, the, the show. Uh, so explain to me what the Shropshire Way is. Well, it was put together by the Ramblers in the 1980s. Yes. And it was just a loop around the Shropshire Hills in the south of Shropshire. But over the years, it became more like a spider's web of walks as the council added bits to it, loops on it, small circular walks, cuts across the middle, and people started to complain that they couldn't understand where to go. Um, so we set up the Shropshire Ware Association to sort that out. And it's now a figure of eight with a clear southern loop and a northern loop. And the Cicerone Publishing Company got in touch with us, said they'd write, like to make a guidebook. And their author had already been looking at trying to sort it out and clarify things. Um, so we work beautiful. together. And we have a website, so it's now supported by this lovely guidebook. So what I'm holding in my hands now is, is called Walking the Shropshire Way. Yes. It's an official guide to you, the walks that you guys have put together right. over the years. That's right. Now these things are really, really handy on a, on, I was going to say a rainy day, but on a day where you don't have much going on, you don't have much money maybe, I don't know, you want to go out with the family, and you're like, where should we go? Well, this book um, it will offer you information in places where you can go on a family walk. It's, it's really cool. Well, you can, but it is a, a long-distance path. So proper you can, hiking. Yes, so you can walk out from Shrewsbury, which is the centre of the figure of eight, yeah. and start going south. If you wanted to do a linear walk, well, then you'd have to get public transport back. And that's possible for places where there's a bus service, railway stations, such as Craven Arms, Ludlow, um, Church Stretton. So would you say uh, the, the Shropshire Way offers walks for people that are starting off with their rambling and their hiking? Uh, you know, if they're, uh, a, yeah, you could say do small sections of it. But we have a smaller book. You would tell them about that. The Shrewsbury Ramblers, 10 years ago, produced a, a best-selling book. We've sold 8,500 copies called 20 Walks in and Around Shrewsbury. And the walks are, wow. are between two and six miles in length. So you can choose a walk that will suit your ability. They're accompanied by clear, very beautifully presented maps 
um, so you, it's very obvious where you need to go. All the way mark the uh, walks are waymarked with the number of the walk on it. So, for example, walk number two will have walk number two waymarks all the way round, and there's clear directions in the book with wow factors and lots of interesting facts. So, great to introduce children, older people, anybody who's new to walking. It's a great introduction and it's only £4.99 and we've sold 8,500 copies and just had another 1,000 printed. Like I said, these things are invaluable because when I think about going on family walks or go for, you know, a whole day out together, out in nature, which we do love, by the way, we love to do that. I always think, oh, let's just go home and hill or the Reekin or go Condover or something, you know. Like everybody else. Everyone does. Do something different. Do something different. I mean, this is really good. um, because 20 walks in and around Shrewsbury. And it's also... Obviously, you can get it directly from us, but you go by going on our um, Facebook page or our website. But also, there are suppliers in town. So, for example, um, right here in the High Street, oh, yeah. great, great um, shop. Abbey Fourgate Post Office, Battlefield 1403 um, Farm Shop. So there are various outlets, and of course the bookshops yes. all sell, all stock the book and and the Shropshire Way Guide actually. So, so if you if you're listening to this guys and you're interested, it's 20 walks in and around Shropshire, uh, and they're walking the Shropshire Way. The in around guide. Shrewsbury. In around oh sorry. <laughs> We'll try that again. 20 walks in and around Shrewsbury as a Shropshire. I did it all the time. I went to the um, the Shropshire virtual show a couple of years ago and I was on stage comparing. And I said goodbye to everybody. I was like, thank you for joining the, the, the Shrewsbury virtual show in Watch Wenlock. <laughs> <laughs> it happens to me all the time. I think you guys are great because uh, you illustrate um, something to do, to go out and enjoy. Like Nature is very important to get out and enjoy. And uh, you offer... Um, you know, not everybody knows where to go, and you offer, no. you offer that. Well, no, that's, that's, that's true. the fact that walking's so good for health. Yeah. Yes, both physical and mental health. Yeah, and it's a legacy good. as well. It's a legacy of hard work that's been put in by you guys over the years. And the other thing I'd just like to quickly say is that the Ramblers organise a programme of walks every week throughout the year, and anybody's very welcome to join us for up to three walks. You're not obliged to join the Ramblers initially, but you can come along. Try a walk. Try before you buy, if you like. Try uh, and it's not very expensive anyway to uh, to join the Ramblers nationally. And of course, they they campaign for um, access to land and footpath maintenance. And protect it, I guess. Yeah, you know, protect it for future generations. Yeah. So a bit like the Civic Society protect the old buildings and the architecture, yeah. as you guys yeah. protect the nature. Footpath and the, network. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, so the, the the website for Ramblers is ramblers.org.uk. That's right. And um, what's the Shropshire Way website? Shropshire Oh, there we go. Shropshireway.org.uk. You guys get involved with this, especially if you like your walking, you like to be out in nature, or you want to step into the world of hiking and, and rambling. Um, this, this is a great way to you do it. You don't need any special equipment, just some stout shoes and a waterproof. Take some drink with you. You're away. Are you expecting a lot of, uh, when you do the Bellevue, to do the Bellevue Arts Festival every year? Does it no, generate uh, We a do, lot? yeah. We've, we did it last year, apparently. Rebecca did uh, something. We didn't. I didn't get involved, but we didn't do, the Shropshire Way didn't uh, no. attend, did we? No. So you're expecting quite a bit of inf- uh, interest so. today? Yeah, we've already sold a few books. And oh, great, so, great, great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Well, make sure you guys visit the websites and check out, for, uh, look out for these books uh, to help these guys out and, and, and join the Ramblers, uh, you know, because it's it's a very natural, organic thing to get out and do. Yeah, so. it is. Thank you for chatting to me today, guys. Really nice to meet you. Thank you. Nice to meet you too. Thank you. So that was really nice. Um, it was a really nice conversation, actually. Um, you know, you think about hiking and walking, it's not something that I, I, t- I typically do. If you know me, then you, 
you uh, you're nodding your head quite fiercely right it's not something i do um but uh they, they were great to talk to and you know this just goes to show that the shoes of biscuit uh, as a thing as a conversation starter as an icebreaker it's just a, a truly great natural thing because we end up talking about things i wouldn't normally talk about and learning about and i just got invited to come and help them with some of the walks uh, which which is great you know, some of the greatest times of my life from uh, being younger was when I was in the army cadets when we used to go do expeditions and I used to go to Ireland when I was in college and we'd disappear for a whole day climbing waterfalls and, you know, these are the, the great times of my life and they're, they're just organic moments where we're out in nature. So it'd be nice to touch base with that. Um, right, let's go find some more people to talk about. I'm going to go speak to the rickshaw people. Let's do that. I just having a wander around and I've just found one of the most distinguished gentlemen in, in Shrewsbury. Um, do you want to introduce yourself? What's your name? Mr. Mini Biscuit, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, how are you today? You good? Good. Yeah? What are you doing? Building Lego. You're playing with Lego. Uh, See, so, uh, they've put Lego out for the children. Uh, Lego's a very creative thing to do, isn't it? You like Lego, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah? It also can be quite stressful. It can be stressful? Lego? Yeah. Why? Because sometimes the bits just fall off. Sometimes the bits fall off. Okay. I, I, do you like this today? Oh, okay, so he's got his head in the bucket of Lego. Um, usually Mini Biscuit's more chatty, but he's playing with Lego, so uh, we'll catch up with him later. Hello, I'm Alex from the Shoes of Biscuit. Hi there. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, so what, what's your position here with the, the Bellevue? Are you helping plan it, organise it? Yes, I'm uh, organiser for two major events, yes. um, which is the art exhibition and the Poets on the Trail Poetry Evening. Oh, brilliant. That's fantastic. Uh, how much uh, planning has to go into these things? Uh, I think I started well before Christmas, so in the autumn last year. Um, yeah, it takes mega planning, but it's so worthwhile. It's lovely to bring and encourage people in the community. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And when it comes to poetry, um, is it the same people every year that bring stuff? Or you get new poets every year? We try to get a new selection. Sometimes we have a couple that are the same, but we always encourage local poets, people who enjoy writing, and uh, just to be brave and perform. They, they're given a five-minute slot, basically and uh, yeah they're encouraged to read their own poems and that's that's particularly powerful i think to hear yes. somebody develop you know deliver their own poem but we've also got performance poets children's poet uh, we've got somebody who won the grand Sla the poetry slam recently in shrewsbury amazing so it's really a lovely selection with music as well so what's not to like we've got a french horn quartet and a lady well a welsh harpist coming so it's a nice, it's got refreshments as well. So yeah, just enjoy. I love poetry and I never used to. It's, it's weird, it's only since I've been doing The Biscuit. I've, I've, I've listened to poetry, I've read poetry and I've been to poetry events. I've been to some very personal stuff. Tim Dawes, um, you know Tim Dawes? Yes, yes I so do. Yeah. He invited me around his house for a, a, a poetry slam at his. We drank wine and listened to people's poetry. <laughs> just, I didn't realize it was gonna be so personal. It was like just literally like a, 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 a private thing at his house yeah. and it's very intimate and very good it's incredibly uh, powerful i think yeah. it's music of the soul they say and, oh, yeah. uh, i like that i like that phrase um, and i think if you like words and if you like music thursday evening at barnabas church center is the place to be five pounds just amazing you can pay on the door and refreshments are up there as well so it's a really really lovely evening 
So if you're really listening to this on release day on the Monday, that's this Thursday coming up because uh, yes. we're going to rush this and get this released literally in, in, in a couple of days. The so. 16th. 16th yeah. is the poetry evening. And then there's the art exhibition. Yes, tell us about that. Well, the art exhibition, we've got 138 uh, pieces of artwork to hang on Wednesday, wow. which is quite amazing. And uh, we've got over 40 local artists taking part, ranging from an 88-year-old grandfather who is who has built in lockdown a, um, a scale model of Penguin Court. And he's coming. Uh, I saw that. I and saw also, that in the Shropshire Star, I'm oh, sure. Oh, did you? Yeah, oh, I saw wow. that. I'm pretty That's sure. cool. And also, on the other end of the spectrum, we've got a 12-year-old uh, boy who's uh, done a lovely crayon drawing called, wait for it, Alien Planet. Hey. That's going to tempt you in, isn't it? Yeah, really? absolutely. Yes. absolutely. <laughs> but that's what I love about this, is it, 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 the, the exhibition and the art and the poetry and everything that's going on around here is open to literally everybody. Yes, absolutely. And if you see it this year and you think, I'd like to get involved, then there's always next year. That's what I think. And I would encourage everybody who's creative in this area to just, yeah, let your hair down, just get involved. And also, if you are uh, if you are a poet and you've never, you, maybe you've just... I've just been chatting to Mike Perkins, who just moved here, oh, yes. a DC artist, um, and he just missed the Arts Festival last year, but he was just walking around, he was in his element, you know, but he's meeting likewise people, people that are creative yes. just like him. So if you're, you just moved to town, or maybe you just started doing poetry or making art, you can meet likewise people by walking around over the next few weeks with the Bellevue Arts Festival, right? I've met, even just being here on Greyfriars Bridge this afternoon, I've actually met some lovely, lovely people, and when I've said to them, can I talk to you about some of the events and they've listened and um, honestly they're going away I feel quite enthusiastic about about this uh, what, everything that's in our leaflet which is good news amazing I love what you guys do I mean the Bellevue Arts Festival I keep saying I've said it a few times it's, it's very special to me because it welcomed me into the community when I first started doing this because I first started doing the biscuit pretty much as soon as I moved to Shrewsbury and um, yeah so it's always brought me closer to the community so thank you for doing what you guys do Pleasure. Um, pleasure. And um, is, is there a theme, by the way, for the ex exhibition this yes, year? And actually, it was me that actually came up with the idea. Hey. This is journeys. So anything to do with a journey, when there's so many different types of journeys. It's quite philosophical, that isn't it? It is. Yeah. I, and um, everybody agreed. We what we do every year is that we all put our ideas into the hat, and then we just choose the ones that we think are going to be give us the most options. Um, and uh, to, yeah, this year journey. Brilliant. Thank you so much for chatting to me. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Right, so walking around, and I do remember vaguely seeing on Facebook, I think it was yesterday, um, I noticed that he was going to be here, but I was very surprised to see talk to Tom. Hello. How are you? Very well. It's been How a while you? since we've done this. It has. The last uh, time we did this was when we were in the parade. It Shop was. Yeah. yeah. Was a long time oh, gosh. ago. Gosh. If, if I still have a call, I've still had a moustache then, because I, I had a a phase of just going like right I, I need to did. refresh it yes thankfully thankfully yeah. Yeah. Like it suits you man yes it? yeah it's, it's, it's stuck for life now yeah. especially with the t-shirt and everything like that so mm -hmm. it's you know I yeah. realise I have to do that for all my life so, is, that, yeah. is that like a thing because like the Talk to Tom uh, logo now has got the moustache yes is it, is, it, is it kind of oh my god I've got to be so careful when I'm shaving now in case <laughs> yeah 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 these, these things happen I did, I did it accidentally I had one level uh, it went off on the other side so I was like I had to kind of like thin it out or like I did I had to sort it out so and I couldn't go outside for like a, about a week because I needed to allow it to grow <laughs> so I went to the Turkish barbers and model and uh, before I went to Greece and they they, they did my my moustache or my beard like really square yeah I was like oh my 
I've got to keep that up now. Like, do you know my, what I mean? my, my scariest one is you know when they're obviously doing all the shades and stuff like that, it's with the flames. Oh, yeah. Do it around the ears. They that always scares me. They did they? They did that to me and they did the, uh, the nose. Yeah, oh, uh, no. waxing thing. It was... I, don't, I don't think I'm brave enough to do the nose. It actually thing. feels really nice. Does like, it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like a release. It's like, oh, done. Um, um, but yeah, it's, it's very nice to see you. Very it's nice good to, to see, see you too, man. A lot has changed and a lot has happened since we have spoken. We have, yeah. Um, where to start? I Talk think. to Tom had not long started when we first chatted. That's true. And it's just kind of developed and grown as, as time's gone by. Um, obviously, um, a lot of in personal sides, you know, having a baby son, an iron, um, and he's growing very, very fast. Um, well, yeah, becoming a dad and then... You took a break for a bit as well, didn't you? Yeah, I had yeah. to. Well, yeah, because um, in order to kind of like take a break, you know, one needs to kind of like just... You know, completely re- recharge your recharge batteries. Your yeah. batteries. Yeah. I think that's the main key thing, man. So, but um, I'm glad that I did it because then I've got like a, again an enjoyment of going back into the different cafes or you know um, seeing everyone who I've spoken to before and new people as well. So, um, which has actually been a blessing again, yeah. um, and I've been loving it again. Are you meeting lots of new, more new people now? Yeah, you're back. Yeah, and, and um, to, towards that, it's just been really surprising to see, um, you know, the different topics, the different subjects that people have been talking about, the different kind of challenges that other people have been facing, and what kind of ways are they coping around with their mechanisms around, you know, with challenging from their day-to-day perspective. Um, and there's some kind of like relation to certain things that you kind of when you when I was recharging there was cer- certain elements around that that I needed to kind of focus and stuff like that so yeah I mean we're all human aren't we at the end of the day I mean I do this yeah. myself with the biscuit I'm kind of like because I, I, you know me I have two different modes I have the biscuit mode which is sophisticated yeah. more family friendly I'm yeah. out in the community and then I have my other side where I like to get a bit raunchy and swear and have a few <laughs> beers with the guys right yep. and I feel like I need one to yep. survive the other it's a symbiotic thing because I, if I was if I was trying to be prim and proper and not swear and stuff like all the time yeah, yeah. I feel like I'd probably explode eventually yeah. <laughs> you yeah. need to let off a bit of steam I, I, I think I think that's where the love of obviously when I was recharging it was obviously going back into rugby again in terms of the sports it's a love and hate situation for me it can be like you know one minute I love it and then one minute I don't but it's something that I can't let go of uh such as like obviously with the two other you know yeah. the podcasts and stuff like that yeah. so it's it's, it's it's all about our passions and you know um, you you went to school for a bit as well but went back to school for a bit to learn so yeah um, in the recharge if we want to call uh, it <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah um, my moment of clarity the moment of clarity um, in the recharge I've um, now I'm studying as a trainee education mental health practitioner oh well done man. so it's all kind of all goes ahead um and um yeah it's uh, obviously studying in derby i passed two of the exams um and obviously just got the underbelly for the next one to face on which is what everyone doesn't like is referencing <laughs> which is not my free, uh, cup of tea but we'll where did you find this then uh, i just found it okay i just found it yeah it's, 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 you know it came from the sky like <laughs> <laughs> Page, page, amount, line. <laughs> yeah. um, I, remember, I remember. I went to college. I remember that. Um, has talk to Tom changed your life? This, yes, 
I would say that straight away because without talk to Tom, um, it wouldn't. It kind of gave me a, a bit more of a purpose in terms of the direction of where I want to kind of what I want to be doing in my life. And it sounds really cl- cl- cliche, but um, it's given me, it's given others a lot more confidence as well. So you know, obviously we got an, another chap who's doing talk to Will, for example, up at Nerdy Cafe. Um, there's hindsights of uh, other people who are interested in wanting to do their own talk to whoever the name of this are. I spoke are. to uh, so, Dan Reed as well from Men Walking and Talking. Love Dan Reed. I saw you went great on one of his talks. Yep. His walks. Yep. Walks, talks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is a, it's a great movement for me that I can definitely get behind. Yeah, man. Is, that, is, is, is men in general, um, I mean, I'm not being sexist, but we need to talk about this. You know, men opening up and talking about their feelings yeah. because when we were growing up, we were told you, you couldn't get emotional because yeah. it was the G word. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't mean to be horrible, but that's what we grew up with. That yeah, is what yeah. we, that's what got ingrained into us. If you're from a certain generation, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's pl- plenty of guys out there for years that have pent up all their emotions and their, their feelings and yeah. now are struggling with it. If I was if I was to be really honest, in, in, in around that process of, you know, taking a step back is that because everything was all going a lot on um, on my sides, I was... I um, was building up quite a bit of emotion where I wasn't letting go so I was kind of like contradicting myself absorbing it all yeah yeah I was always myself contradicting myself as being like well if I'm allowing other people to kind of like do their own um, allow um, other people to talk to me about how they're feeling I need to do exactly the same thing and obviously kind of be more open and use my actual um, coping mechanisms such as talking to my family or friends and stuff close to me who actually understand how you know how what I'm feeling or what I'm experiencing well I think you uh, and and others like you that that are offering people the help yeah, and the space just an ear an ear yeah. to listen I think I think you're a hero you're doing a great thing and, and Thanks, you, probably, probably won't, you probably won't like oh but you are you're doing yeah. a great thing Thanks, and, man. and people love you in this town and rightly so yeah thank you I'm gonna uh, yeah um, thank you so much for having a great chat it's always, always a good catch up man I love it I love, I love it too <laughs> and I hope you have a great day um, and uh, I hope you know if you, if you do see talk to Tom sat in a cafe and there's nobody on the table come and sit down and just talk to him yeah it's uh, there if it's needed. That's what it is. Uh, social media, it's... Yep. Talk, uh, talk to, to Tom. Talk to Shropshire. Tom. And, that's, uh, and that's where you can find it. Instagram, Facebook. And take it from there. Yeah, brilliant. Tom, nice chatting to you. Safe. Safe. Right, so... Hello, hello, hello. Whoa, there we go. All right, so I was going to go speak to the rickshaw uh, people, but I, I found talk to Tom. Um, I haven't spoken to him in a long... Well, ha- <laughs> I spoke to him away from the show but on the show I haven't spoken to him for a long time as you heard and it was really nice catching up with him and actually we sat there for about 40 minutes chatting uh, just catching up um, so let's go find some people to, to, to speak to we'll carry on with our journey shall we hello I'm Alex from the Shoes with Biscuit podcast would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners I'm Sarah Gibson I'm author of a book called Swift and Us The Life of the Bird That Sleeps in the Sky Amazing. I, and how long I, I, how long have you been an author for, writing for? This is my first book. Oh, really? Yes. I I used to work for the Shropshire Wildlife Trust. Okay. Um, and I wrote that. I was working part-time and I worked, I, I wrote the book and researched the book um, at the same over the last few years. And then um, 
that was published in Hardback last year. And it's about the most aerial of birds, the swift, which, as, as the subtitle suggests, spends its entire life in the air, apart from when it's breeding. So they find their food in the air, they preen in the air, they sleep in the air. All their nesting materials come from the Sounds air. Sounds very tiring. <laughs> Not if you're a swift. Not tiring at all. No? Because they're perfectly adapted to... Um, exploiting the winds and every movement is performed with great agility and they've been honed through millions of years of evolution for life in the air so it is the most natural thing for them to do it's like breathing um, when it comes to writing a book like this um, is there a lot of satisfaction that comes into getting the research right and put it on paper and, and it looks and it reads and it feels right of course it's hugely satisfying um, writing the book was great it was a wonderful project for me because it gave me a chance and a focus to explore one bird one species of bird and a bird with great fascination for me um, and also to meet lots of really interesting people um, and writing I love writing and, and that that was part of my job at the Wildlife Trust as well so writing something I've already always done so it was a, a wonderful thing to do well uh, we just did a, an interview with, with, with Stuart Edmonds from, from oh, Wildlife yes. Trust we're BFFs now we're, base, we're best friends basically um, <laughs> and we were talking about uh, you know getting involved with nature I mean the, the, you know I was speaking with Niall McCann last year amazingly at National Geographic Explorer a great guy and we were talking about the, the, the disconnect that you seem to have with, with nature at the moment and I don't understand it I don't understand what's happened where the link has lost I mean the quarry uh, during the pandemic was having to be cleaned ridiculously bags and bags and bags of rubbish because the kids were just chucking their rubbish all over in, into nature and I feel like it's books like this that could probably help introduce people in, back into nature. You know? I really hope that happens. And the swift is such a bird for people for people to look up wherever, almost wherever you live. They're a bird that nests in our towns, in our villages, sometimes in houses in the countryside. But it's a, book, a bird that so many people can discover close to where they live. And even if they're not on your houses, you can look up, you can hear them screaming through the skies, you can see them racing along. Um, some of them, when they're racing their circuits around the rooftops, they fly at 69.3 miles an hour. Wow. Um, oh, wow. That's quite and they will nest in our houses so there's a bit of a crossover there you very rarely see them because they dive in at 40 miles an hour and just jam the brakes on as they come into their hole so their nest is hidden but they do need a nest in our houses they've got a bit of a problem because an awful lot of their access holes are being blocked off through renovation and new build doesn't always accommodate them um, yeah. Swift renovation can be done in a swift friendly way it not always is if you're building a new house or a, a, um, an extension think about putting in a swift brick which okay. is basically a little hole with a box behind it in the brick and that will give access to a bird for the duration of the house amazing oh I've learned so much about, about this um, We'll have to get together properly at some yeah. point and, and talk about... I love talking about the process of writing a book because it's something that I can never do. Tried it, 
I, I wrote the synopsis for a book. It's in my sock drawer. Has been for years. But to actually sit there and take that from yeah. your head and put it onto a page, yeah. uh, I, it's been a, it's a torturous thing for me to think about. <laughs> but you've done it. You've gone out there and done it. it. Yeah, I've done you did it. it. From um, the moment I thought about writing the book, I knew that I would finish it and do it. I just, it was just, I'd never really thought about writing a book before, but once the thought entered my head, it just seemed like the right thing to do. It's having the discipline and the, the mental endurance to do that, you know, it's uh, it's, it's, it's something that I, I probably struggle with. I've been up inside my head to write just the one, I wrote, I wrote a chapter, I wrote a chapter of my book years and years and years ago, uh, but that one chapter was just, oh, it ruined me just being inside that head of mine, you know, so well done for for getting it done and thank you thank you very much no no you're welcome uh, what's been the response been like have, have you been have you been selling quite a few books today I've sold three books today yeah which is nice um, and it's I'm I'm doing quite a few um, book festivals and oh good um, events for groups um, so I'm it, it's selling it's also in the bookshops it's online um so, Amazing. Yeah. So the book is uh, Swifts and Us by Sarah Gibson. Um, have you got a Facebook page for this or you just look for it on Amazon, look for it in, could, in Penguin Books? Yeah, it, in local? It's, it's, it will be in all bookshops. Well, it'll be in all good bookshops. Yeah. And um, it is also available online, Amazon. Um, I'm on Twitter, at Windswept Sarah. Brilliant. Sarah, thank you for chatting to me today. Thank you Good luck much. with the book. Thank you. Thank you. Right, so I'm Alex, I'm from the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. It's like an audio magazine for Shrewsbury, we kind of cover events and people, I just spoke to an author over there, and I'm going to go speak to the rickshaw people, so I'll talk to Tom as well. This is all about community and people coming out and enjoying the people around them, right? And uh, I see you guys selling plants today, so what's, what are you guys up to today? What's, what's, introduce yourselves and talk about what we... Um, we're raising money for the local charity Amiga, yeah. provide befriending services for people that are lonely and socially isolated. Lovely. Um, Herod here is one of our trustees, he's grown all of the plants himself, um, so we're just here today to raise some money, raise awareness and um, shift some plants. Yeah. I seem to be the answer. I, <laughs> I basically got talked into it, if the truth were known, and having a spare greenhouse seemed a way of spending time really, so, so there they are. We've done this a few years now, haven't we? We have. And good fun too. Um, it, it is, looks amazing. So you grew all these plants yourself in your mm. greenhouse? Well, well, most of them, yes. I mean, uh, we've had a few contributions as well from friends, which is nice. Uh, but no, most of them are you know, grown from seed. Uh, that's it, really. So I think, it, it's I been think, good. I think, um, you know, organic life, flowers, beautiful, these things. Uh, and, you know, friendship, um, they go hand in hand, don't they? There's such a nice connection there. Well, they do. You've got to nurture them. Yeah. look after them yeah um, and what do you guys offer in, in ways of helping people with Amiga then what, what do you guys do uh, so we have a telephone befriending service called Chatterbox that provides half hour weekly phone calls to people um, oh, that's nice. and we do a letter from Louise that's a pen pal befriending service um, Chatterbox has a waiting list at the moment so unfortunately we're not able to take any new clients um, but if anybody wants to come along and be a befriender and help with the telephone calls that would be really really appreciated just somewhere so like if you're feeling a bit lonely you can pick up a phone yeah. and, and find someone to support to speak to That's amazing right. is this a national thing or is it lo just local we operate from town walls in Shrewsbury but we can provide cover nationally because it's a, a telephone or a letter exchange so we can reach anywhere in the UK I think it's a really wonderful thing because we've all had moments in our lives or well, most of us had, had times in our lives where you sat there you're like I've got no one to talk to about this thing 
you know and so it's nice to know that there's, there's folks like you that you can reach out to and, and, and there's guys like you that help these things exist and, and well, yeah, you know you, you really you're, you're a champion for these people I got talked into it basically <laughs> <laughs> no I mean you've I done a great thing though you've I think everything is great it's uh, you know it's something that's well worthwhile doing so uh, we've been trying to get him at the 21st century haven't we with a bit of yeah, computer work and this yeah. kind of stuff which seems to be working so um but it, 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 you know, through the through the pandemic, of course, it was pretty busy. I imagine. Uh, but the interesting thing about that was, of course, we got a lot more volunteers. Uh, but then, of course, once people go back to work, they haven't got the time. And so now we're rather the other way, aren't we, really, we where we, yeah. we really do need, uh, you know, people who are prepared to, you know, give up about an hour, an hour and a half a week, maybe. Um, there were so many aspects to the pandemic that mm. people needed help. I mean, whether yeah. it was uh, lonely because they were used to being out and about their busy lives, and then they were stuck at home. I know that people struggled that. And then it was going back to work again after being locked in your cave <laughs> for a year, you know. Welcome back to society. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's incredibly difficult for a lot of people. You know, we did a lot of work around mental health and, and working with charities to talk about how they did things to signal uh, charity at work with hard of hearing people. We were a, a, a massive eye opener because like, we did this a great interview where we spoke to um, a member of the hard hearing community with a translator. Yeah. And we talked about face masks and how people can't lip read and I was yep. like oh my god you just don't yeah. think about things like yep. this you know yep. um, I'd love to I'd love to like bring my mics and my equipment to Amiga sit around the table and have a really calm chat with you guys that'd I really like what you do that'd be great yeah yep. I'm glad yeah. I came over to speak I mean to there's a bit extra as well of course there's a brief and support you do there and is. also uh, things like um, you know sort of um, what do you call them iPads for uh, motor neuron disease yes uh, you know to try and act as a sort of you know automatic speech synthesizer uh, so, you know, I, I, I mean, I've been involved in it only for a comparatively short time, really. But um, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good organisation, does a lot of good work, really. So I'm I think it's, to be any part of it. it's very nice to speak to people that, you know, will stop, slow down, and just take a look around them and have a bit of empathy and compassion. Because we're, we're all so busy in our day-to-day lives, you know, A to B, work, school, uh, rat, you know, all the rat race stuff that we deal with. Sometimes it's hard to pay attention to the environment around us and the people around us. So the fact that we're doing that with you guys is really nice. Really nice. Well, thank you for chatting to me today. Thank you. I'll drop you off a card and we'll arrange a, an interview sometime. Okay. All right. Great. Great. Good to meet you. All the best. Right, so uh, we've had a good walk around. I, I did want to get to speak to the rickshaw folks, but um, they're, like, they're the most popular thing here today. They pull up, someone jumps on, and they take them around, and then they pull up and they go again. So trying to, to try and get an interview with those guys is going to be very difficult. And um, I've got the two mics on at the moment, so I can get some beautiful music in the background. Whilst I'm chatting, it's beautiful. Today's been really, really nice, and uh, I just want to say thank you to the Bellevue Arts Festival people, the organisers, for bringing. If you could see this, I mean, go on our Instagram and take a look. It's at the Shoes and Biscuit Podcast, um, and look at the pictures. People, there were literally people just sat around listening to music, people buying flowers, enjoying themselves, kids playing Lego, all by the riverside, and that's what it's all about for me. Um, and there's going to be lots going on as you're listening to this over the next couple of weeks. So go to the, uh, the, the Bellevue Arts Festival website, which is uh, www.bellevueartsfestival.co.uk and take a look at the great range of events that are going on locally around you um, and get involved. Um, I want to encourage you guys to take a look at our website too, okay? Make sure you pop there, which is the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast.co.uk. Um, we are 
in a bit of a transition at the moment. Um, it's not looking as glamorous as it usually does because we've had to switch the, uh, the RSS feed, um, which means nothing to you guys, I appreciate, but we've, we've switched from Podbean to Captivate, so trying to get all that ironed out and making it look as pretty as normal um, is, is taking a bit of time, but our website is amazing still, and if you need a website, make sure you check out Web Orchard, who are our sponsors. They make the website for us, and they'll make the great website just for you. Um, thank you very much for, for tuning into this uh, this this collection of uh, this mosaic <laughs> of interviews that I've put together today. Hope you've enjoyed it. And uh, like I said, I mentioned earlier, um, if you have a comment, a suggestion. You want to get involved somehow? Uh, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can drop us an email as well, which is uh, uh, the Podcast. Try that again, shall we? Which is shoeswithbiscuitpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time.